Oh god. We're gonna I need more coffee. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites. The show about cosplay, conventions, all the nerdy bits and bites. Uh this is gonna be a little different in terms of guest wise, but I promise I'm still working on planning other episodes with other guests, other cosplayers that I know of, and just give me a second. Uh, that'll hit the spot. Uh, so, I'm fortunate enough to have another nerdy neighbor in my little apartment complex. So, I dragged him up here uh, to just do an episode because, from his point of view, he's never been to a convention. He's aware of Cosway, I think. Yes, sir. But... You've never been to a convention, and I think that's something that you told me that you'd like to do at some point, given that at least Rhode Island has their own convention. So, uh, yeah, I got my uh, downstairs neighbor, Monkey, here. He's got a book that we're going to dive into a little bit, a little fun little game afterwards. But, uh, yeah, why don't you, uh... okay, nerd history, nerd origin, where did it all start for you? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as funny as that sounds, uh, I used to have a great aunt that every single birthday, Christmas, Valentine's Day even, she would get me Ninja Turtle books, and then it just spawned into, you know, your typical kid superhero kind of stuff, Spider-Man and all the other fun stuff, and uh, ever since then I've just kind of diversified what I like to uh, watch and read and so on. Um, my favorite superheroes are probably Deadpool, uh, Blade for sure. Blade's probably like on my number one list. I like typically a lot of the darker side of comic books. Um, sure. But there's some bright and bubbly ones I enjoy too, like Rocket Raccoon, Groot. Uh, I mean, who doesn't like Groot's language? It's so simple. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as cosplay goes, man, I, I think it's pretty nuts. I think it's awesome. Um I think that people there are really passionate about what they do, and I'd like to just kind of see it firsthand. I've watched some conventions online, maybe some YouTube, so on and so forth, and it just looks right. like loads of fun. I mean, that's pretty much where my comic book cosplay, you know, footsteps are Gaming, leading. yeah, all yeah. that stuff. From, so from all the times I've known you so far, it seems like gaming and comics are your for, forte. Not too much into anime, same like me. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind anime. I just don't fully understand it. Like, say someone said, hey, watch this anime. I'd probably go take a look at it or whatever. And depending on how hard it is to get into, I'd probably go from there. I mean, my favorite anime, you probably couldn't even consider it an anime, is Dragon Ball Z. Now, some might get offended by that, but some people probably wouldn't consider it. No, that's, that's anime. It, it's anime, but a lot of people consider it a cartoon. So it's, there, there is a separation between the two. Um, but if you look at it in Japan and like in their, what is it? Manga books and stuff like that. It's very much anime Absolutely. Yeah. where they, I feel like they adapted it in the U S to suit a U.S. audience. So it's more bubbly and so on or whatever, but I've seen some of the mangas or whatever. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, God, I haven't read a manga in ages. Oh dude, I'm telling you, I mean, I just don't have an interest though. I'm not, I'm not that huge in anime and I like the weird offshoot. Well, see, I'm, I'm I'm like one of those people as well. I like some, I like the stuff that most people don't know about or don't read. Or, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, 
as far as comic book goes and Comic Con and stuff, I got to get my wife into it. That's the hard part. My wife is a nerd just as much as I am or whatever, but she's very, very shy and very socially awkward. So she doesn't That's like. fine. Yeah, but she doesn't like large crowds of people. So she, I, she, oh, she would walk okay. in that door, see a half naked woman, and go, We're going. I'm out of here. So. I got to get her around that idea. I mean, <laughs> literally, if I if I was in some sort of school and the cafeteria lunch lady was there and it was a lady, she could be 50-something years old and there's a possibility that that 50-something-year-old woman could be attracted to me and that, that does not fly well with my wife. Oh, my God. It's great. I love it. <laughs> you're, just calling, you're just calling out your wife. Oh, you yeah. Got to throw that venom, man. Oh, Throws well, it at me go. all the time. Speaking of venom, I just picked up a uh, Funko... Uh, what's I don't know what. Oh, okay. Hang on. No, we'll, I'll fix it. So yeah, I just picked up a Funko Pop, and it is uh, Venom Pool from the game uh, Marvel Contest of Champions. I kid you not, I can't stop staring at it. I got it on my <laughs> shelf, and it's just it just reminds me of everything I like about comics. Yeah. Um, especially considering you know the crude dark side of things. You know, Venom was kind of like a. Uh, Almost an anti-hero towards the end. Like he, right. he started off as "I'm gonna kill you, Spider-Man." To like, you know what? I'm really not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Look at the movie adaptations. It's kind of cringy. What was what, out of, out of the Venom movies or whatever, or the movies that he's been displayed in? Which was your favorite? The actual Venom movie, or was it some of the Spider-Mans? Cause... I've never seen Venom. Really? No. Oh man, the uh, the one in Spider-Man, the actor they had play him. I can't really fully remember his name. But fucking, it, it, it's fucking Eric from that '70s show. Yeah, and you know, they took the he took the maniacal side of Venom and like overly ran with it. He went from where they said, "Can you just run normally?" to Usain Bolt, and, <laughs> and it was like it was kind of cringy to watch because there there's a lot of depth in Venom's character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's struggling because he's being taken over by this alien form. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the movie that they made, I don't know what year it came out, maybe 2018 or whatever. That I that movie I enjoyed so much. And yeah. there's a lot of people that gave it a lot of negative criticisms, but you know what? It could have been a lot worse for one. And for two, I think, you know, storyline-wise, it was properly driven, properly motivated and made. Now, with that being said, as much as I love Venom, there is a movie that has been so goddamn long in the making that if they don't make it, I'm going to fly to Hollywood or wherever I got to go and lose my mind on these people. Spawn. I don't know if you've ever seen the original movie Spawn. I haven't. It was I... an amazing movie. Michael Jai Walker. or Michael J. White. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he, yeah he's done, a, he, he's done a guest appearances on uh, Arrow. The right. arrow as, as a bronze tiger, which was people were like, "Oh my god, that's the perfect fit! <laughs> it's the perfect character to cast him as." He's such a good actor. He's such a good fighter too. Dude, the Spawn movie like blew my mind when I was younger. Like, yeah, there's there's movies that I hark back to and I've seen hundreds of times, and that's not an exaggeration. The Blade movies, the first one, the second one, the third one. I can't stop watching it. The TV show, everybody said, oh, no, it's a new actor. It's not Wesley Snipes. We're going to lose our minds. I can't support this. Well, you know what? For what it's worth, they made a long extended saga movie. That's all that was. And to be to be honest with me, it was perfectly fine. Um, yeah. 
Do I think the actor that they chose to do it was maybe at the right caliber at the time? Maybe not. But it wasn't as cringe as everybody thought it was. But back, back to the Spawn thing. They're supposed to be coming out with a new Spawn movie. And they can't come out with it fast enough for me. They've, been, they've had this announced for four, maybe five years now. Like, are they looking for an actor? Are they uh, looking for somebody to give them some sort of a, a yeah. grant or something? I don't know, man. But if, if there's anything I'm looking forward to, it's that. Yeah, pe- people are going nuts over the uh, the Morbius movie that they're making with Jared Leto as the vampire antihero. Solely because at the end of the first trailer, the vulture from the uh, Spider-Man... Far, no, Homecoming movie appeared. And they're like, wait, what? What, what timeline? Where is this mashing up? Because then people were like, there was at one point in the trailer where he was walking by and there was a Spider-Man poster. But the Spider-Man poster was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. So everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And then, and then all the crazy casting announcements, which I don't know if they are confirmed, but people were saying that Oh, yeah, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are coming back as Spider-Man in the third Spider-Man movie. I'm like, what are they doing? Are they doing, like, into the Spider-Verse kind of thing? To, like, meld Spider-Man into, like, one cohesive universe? And then... Well, I think... I, I think the Marvel... <laughs> I think the Marvel Universe kind of put them painted themselves into a corner with Spider-Man's character because when they put him in the Avengers... They kind of did take them to an alternate timeline and an alternate kind of thing. Also, you got to remember, you got two different versions of Spider-Man. You got the one that literally jizzes out webs, and one that needs actually don't look that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what were we talking about? Uh, before we had technical difficulties, are we in the midst of a broadcast right now? Yeah. All right, then I won't talk about your other problems. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyways, no, I think we were talking about Spider-Man and his adaptations and some of the new movies that are coming out for Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I had this, They're redoing Blade, too. Yeah, I'm excited about it, but I'm also slightly nervous as well because it's not going to be Wesley Snipes, and I feel really horrible about that because Wesley Snipes is Blade in my eyes. Like, if it wasn't him playing it, I don't think it would have come out half as good. No, but the guy that they picked, I don't know. If, did you watch any of the Marvel shows on Netflix? Marvel shows is in, like... Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Okay, I watched Luke Cage, Daredevil, I can't get into. They got some weak, feebly guy playing him. And as much as I can't stand Ben Affleck, he did a hell of a lot better job than, like, the, the show. Now. Oh, in, in Daredevil? Yeah. I'm well, not... okay, okay, so, like... The guy, the the one of the main bad guys in Luke Cage, Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Mm-hmm. That's who's playing Blade. Yeah, uh, the, which is bizarre because I guess the rules don't apply. As in, Marvel's always done that using other actors and stuff. That's that's been kind of a well, no, no, using using the same actor for multiple roles in their universe. Yeah, there's several of instances of that. Um, I really wish I can bring one up. Eventually, I'll probably think of it. I'm blowing guys. Sorry, you gotta give me a, a break here. But um, yeah, no, they've done that with several people actually. Well, no, no, I'm talking about like within the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I know Chris Evans has played Johnny Storm, but now he is the definitive Captain America. 
Okay, well, take a look at... Um, but the Fantastic Four movies are not attached to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, this doesn't really count because it's two universes, but DC versus Marvel, you've got what Deadpool is to Green, uh, uh, Green Lantern. So, oh, well, that's just in two completely comic universes. That, right. that, that can fly, but it's like it's just odd to me that they can... I don't know. Now, but, but you also look at... Uh, Ryan Reynolds also played two iterations of uh, Deadpool. If you look at the one from the X Men series, where it was uh, Wolverine, was it Wolverine Origins? Or, yeah. Or yeah, it was, yeah. The version that everyone hated. And um, yeah, well, look at what they did to Deadpool. He looked nothing like that. He no. didn't have swords that came out of his hands. But you know what? Like, if you watch the movie and you just kind of give into the lore, um, it's I like that though. I like that they took a different role on it and a different. Like, look at look at the movie Logan. I loved the movie, but it was so depressing. It was so depressing to watch Logan get old and, and like want to die, and it was like, but it, but yeah. it was it was touching in the same way because you I haven't, got, haven't yeah I haven't seen Logan. It kind of tells you like that mortality is kind of overrated. That's yeah. kind of what I saw in that movie, um, and the fact that he's just a really good guy. Like everybody looks at him and like he's a berserker and that he doesn't care about anybody. No, he just everybody around him gets hurt. He doesn't want to hurt people. Yeah. So. Um, but as far as the Spider-Man goes, you know, did you, you have you ever seen what Spider-Man originally was or Spider-Man? They actually like, I'm oh, sorry, it wasn't original, but it was like in the olden days of Spider-Man, they did like live action in like Japan. And it was like Power Rangers. I think bro. I remember that. Dude, yeah, they yeah. had like, they had like robots. It and was like, like Power Ranger quality of the TV show. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, dude. It was, it was cringy, but it was cool at the same time because I thought it was funny. It was like, all right. That's not what America sees Spider-Man as. Like, he's not fighting big giant robots and stuff like that. But in the same way, it's like, whoa, dude. What <laughs> I know you're trying to make some money, trying to port it off a little bit, but damn, that was cringy. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers was a thing for me when I was a kid, too. That's part of Comic-Con, isn't it? Don't they have some yeah. players that do a little bit of that, too? They do that. I mean, Power Rangers had its own convention called Morphicon. Uh, then you got like Hasbro had their own convention called Hascon. Yeah, some companies do, they have their own convention. You have the Star Wars Celebration Convention, that's always in California. Uh, you have the D twenty three Expo, which is all Disney related. Um, you had the DC Fandom, which happened late last year as a foray into the virtual convention space because some con did go virtual. Despite the whole uh, COVID pandemic that's still going on, I attended that. That was interesting to watch throughout the day. And then I did PAX online, which was fun. Got to do some interviews. Um, yeah, I've done like going to cons. I would just, yeah, again, spend a lot of money because I earned it. Those, those, those were my major treat weekends. Well, like, that's... like, yeah, depending on your schedule, it varies on how long you'd want to go. Like, if you want to experience the full weekend or just two, two days tops or something like that. Well, I think, I think if I did it, I'd probably just dip my feet in, probably do like one day, just kind of figure out which day has more of the people that I want to see and then just kind of go from there. Get their um, like program list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my wife's favorite Marvel character is Iron Man. And I, quit smoking so this is this is kind of what i do now and i mean you kind of can't beat this 
it speaks to you you talk to jarvis yeah it's actually pretty sick um so if you see me token off of this thing that's that's what it is it's you know yeah but uh yeah no i mean uh i was talking about it earlier um before we had started having technical difficulties that uh funko pop that i got which is from the marvel contest of heroes uh game i think it's the mobile game I yeah think. yeah and i got venom pool and man am i happy with that thing it is so sick looking i just can't stop looking at it <laughs> yeah i get it. But it, and I was also speaking earlier about you, you asked me my interests in what um, type of comic books or so on and so forth that I'm interested in. And we had discussed that it's more the dark side of Marvel. Like I like some of the bubbly ones, like I said, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, I find them hilarious, hysterical. But Blade, Spawn, um, Deadpool, obviously, you know, some of the like, you know, more adult sided you know figures in the marvel universe yeah yeah i know i like moon knight a lot and you were asking about you know the stuff that i've seen on netflix not only luke cage don't don't knock me down there uh i thought iron fist was actually pretty darn good really um the second scene was a lot better i think yeah there's a lot of people that you know kind of knocked it so on and so forth but you know what just like green arrow man they they had to set the story you can't just hop in and be like i'm green arrow i'm shooting everybody it just yeah. it doesn't it doesn't no like yeah that. yeah a good friend of mine that you actually used to be my downstairs neighbor um he was really into the flash that was his like go-to like er- when the new episode came on it was like if you're coming over shut your mouth i'm watching flash <laughs> um and for me to shut my mouth is not a very easy task no it's not trust um, me it's not so gee thanks uh, i love you too um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in checking out a con probably for a day, maybe not the whole weekend. Um, also, like I said, I got to figure it out because if I try to go give the pink Power Ranger a hug, my wife's going to slap me in the back of the head and say she wants a divorce. So it's it's one of those kind of situations, man. I'm in a rock and a hard place. <laughs> she sees one half naked woman. She instantly looks at me. Oh, and my you God. better look the other way. Yeah. So. Which is fine, you know. That's that just means she loves me. At least I hope. Is that what is that what you guys get out of that one? That you know, maybe she don't want other women looking at me. I hope so. I mean, been together for five years. I would hope she loves me. If not, she's just really bored. Um, <laughs> really bored. So, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, so what's your experiences with Comic Con? Like, I know you've gone to several of them, and it's something that you know you really feel passionate about and heartfelt about. Like, what, what is your favorite things about Comic-Con? What makes you keep going back? I mean, I mean, we go to see all the cosplayers that I know. Because aside from them being super pretty, but I mean, like, I, I've forged a lot of lasting relationship. Like, most of the cosplay community I consider to be, like, family. Mm-hmm. They treat me better than my own family. So, so it's basically, like, an extended family situation. Yeah. But then, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So, like, my first convention was Pax East back in 2012 out in Boston. And I saw we went one day to just see the one girl that got me started into all this because she was there as part of this world tour kind of thing because she won a contest to be the, uh, I guess, spokesmodel for uh, a game called Lollipop Chainsaw, if you've ever heard of it. I've heard of that game. Yeah. I've played that game. That game's actually pretty sick. It was funny. I got a copy of it uh, in my shelf signed by her. Yeah, Jessica. She was the like spokesmodel 
for uh, Juliet Starling. And Packed East that year, 2012, was one of her spots. And I was like, damn. I, I need to go meet this woman. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> and then we did. And then kind of spiraled out of that. We would see each other at other cons, like New York Comic Con. She went to the one in Rhode Island one year. Other cons, like Katsukon. Um, yeah, I've only been to a couple of cons, mainly just repeatedly. Like, you, got, like, you, yeah, you got that unit there. You got that family unit. Yeah, so like Katsukon has been the farthest. The convention I've traveled the farthest to, because that's all the way out in the Washington area in Maryland. Um gorgeous scenery. A lot of cosplayers, they'll go to that convention, they'll bring their A-game because of the fact that the hotel is nuts. So it's, it's just like a whole... Really it, it perfectly, it's perfect for like photo shoots and like it's right by the harbor. So you get like the outdoor shoots, the outside, like the immediate outside has a lot of greenery. There's the iconic gazebo that all the cosplayers know about where they'll take photos in front of the gazebo area. Inside the hotel, which is called the Gaylord. Um, it's a nice name for a place. <laughs> it's got a lot of good restaurants, too. It's got a massive sports bar. Nice. That's what I work at right now, actually, a sports bar in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, if there's any listeners out here from Rhode Island or whatever, check it out. It's uh, called Boomerang Roadhouse. It's actually a new restaurant. just opened up uh, about a week ago. And uh, good classic fare barbecue fish uh you know it's, it's a little bit of everything a little little chaotic a little crazy in the beginning but we're getting it together yeah um, so yeah maybe maybe that's what makes my wife go well you're making your own money if you want to go to comic-con go to comic-con i'm just not going i don't want to see half naked ladies literally but i i mean if i could sound more like her you that's exactly what she says like straight up like yeah. If 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 uh, James has one of his female friends over or so on or whatever, you're not going to see James today. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> but she, in the same she way, is, would she literally be like that, or would or did she legit say that? Well, because Rachel wanted to at least meet you. It's 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 almost imposed. I mean, basically, <laughs> I, I'm a grown man. I'm 31 years old. So what I want to do, I'm going to do now. As far as being a 31-year-old man and being able to do what I want to do, I also have to do that within the bounds of my wife because a happy wife is a happy wife. And I'll tell you right now, that that may sound like the most overrated quote in the whole world, but I will tell you right now, she can easily make my life miserable, and I'm not down for that. Yeah, she can. Um, but she is the best wife anybody could ever ask for, so I, I owe it to her to make her happy at all times. Now there's some stuff like, I mean, I'm talking like I can go out to a convenience store or whatever. And if she feels like the cashier is being too nice to me, she gets in the car and just gives me a look. And it's like, I'm not flirting with her. She flirting with me. Like, so it's, it's one of those kind of things or whatever. Oh my God. It's another thing too, guys. If, if, if there's any females that are listening to this podcast that are interested in going out and having a coffee with my man, James here, he doesn't bite. He doesn't have, he has all his shots. Um, it's extremely polite, well-mannered. It's not going to attack you. Not going to meet you in a dark alley. Simply coffee. I think. I think if there's any female listeners, listeners out here, you know, even if you, I don't care if you're married, just so that he can get out and have some nice interactions with people. Um, yes. Yeah. 
you got you got all these people at comic-con or whatever he's got that as his family unit or whatever but as far as our friendship goes ever since he's moved in here we me and him have been like this and you know we, i look at him as a brother and i hope the same and you know it takes a special person to be oh able to God. deal with me so it does it does so you know james is definitely probably one of the sweetest guys i've ever met so there's like i said if there's any ladies out there for real this guy um he ain't got no ring on his finger, which I'm actually, my wife, she finds out I did this podcast without my ring on. She's going to be like, so they all think you're single now, huh? It's, it's crazy, man. Oh, man, it's going to be fun to listen back to. Oh, well, you know what, though? Here's the deal. <laughs> with, with this whole podcast thing, whatever, you got your listeners or whatever, and it, it's cool to hear, you know, you know, structured podcast and you know this is this is what we said because we said this and blah 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 right putting me in a structured format i don't know how that's gonna work out i don't even think i had a structured format with you either way because it was just like no no but in the same way i think i'm probably going to be on this podcast at least a couple times so i mean as far as the way we're doing this right now is the introduction to me monkey um, I'm also a streamer on Twitch. He's a streamer on Twitch. Um, yeah, that's been going really well. Also, we had a, I had a long one today, so so there's a good possibility when he's streaming, you'll probably see me walking around his house, possibly uh, <laughs> like he did today. But um, it's all in love. It's all in fair game. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna start streaming a little bit more once I know where my schedule is and how much time I have to allocate to it. But um. Definitely, if anybody's listening out here, definitely check out his stream because he does a lot longer streams than I do, and his gameplay is awesome. He gets very into it, and it's, it's very fun to watch. I'm very privileged and lucky to be able to watch him do this live or whatever, but I can yeah. imagine what it's like for the Twitch viewers. Fucking um, sort of the necromancer. Oh, my God. Oh, man. He was getting stressed out today, man. Yeah. It was great, though. I picked up this new game called Sword of the Necromancer. It would It's very much like Hades, because I feel like a lot of my listeners have played Hades and are obsessed with it as much as I am. But this game is just like Hades, and pulling me in, man. It's pulling me in. God, I can't wait for Pokemon Snap. Oh, oh. don't get me started on that. Oh, oh my God. It's my childhood. That's gonna be That's going to be so pretty to look at on Switch. I mean, all this time they're taking to make it, it has to be a masterpiece because if it's not it's gonna ruin some people and me included um and i wonder how many generations of pokemon there are going to be what they're going to add into it yeah, what's how the many range worlds. like if they don't have like more than 20 worlds to explore i'm going to be kind of disappointed now that's a high I, number. I, that is a high number because what the only original the original had Bro, it was what sixteen bit on a Nintendo sixty four. They had like six or seven worlds to exactly. go through. Exactly, so there's no excuse why they couldn't do about twenty. Now, I'm not saying okay exactly, but they should have quite a bit. At least more than seven. And I don't know about you, listeners, but as far as video games go, and downloadable content has kind of almost ruined gaming for people that are less fortunate and don't have as much money. No, I mean, I have plenty of money. I get whatever I want. My wife is my sugar mama. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but as far as this game releasing or whatever, and there being like 
giant DLC packs that basically complete the game. I wouldn't hope so. I wouldn't it, think so. I wouldn't think so. I really hope not because you got, you know, look at what Pokemon uh Sword and Shield did. I mean, that expansion wasn't too expensive and as long as there was enough content in it, it's probably worth it. But these developers really need to understand that like they need to sell us a complete game and not, you know, cut out a bunch of stuff just to make a little bit of extra money. I get that these guys spend years and years of work on these games and so on and so forth. But personally, in my opinion, I would accredit them more for putting out a full game and releasing it properly with, with very minimal DLC where I feel like DLC is more, should be more cosmetic than game altering, if that makes sense. So like maybe adding some additional weapons to a game or adding like costumes and stuff like that. I so, yeah, so, that. You, so you're not a fan of like DLC adding extra story content that should have been locked to the game. Right. I get that. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo is, uh, they can do DLC right and they can do DLC wrong because some people were not happy about the whole including more Pokemon with their DLC, but then you got DLC like Smash Brothers, which is like one of the best things ever because right. it gets so many people hyped when they announce that a new character reveal DLC announcement is coming and they're just like, all the all bets are off. The second Cloud got into the Smash Brothers for the Wii U, that was like, that was like, okay. And then they added Bayonetta, okay. And they added Ryu, okay. And they had a Joker from Persona 5, and I was like, but see, the fact where else are they going to go with it? Now, see, I can't really truly fight you on that. The only thing that I have a little bit of a gripe with is if you're going to buy the character pass, then it should be the character pass, and then whatever they release, you can own. Because when they separate it into several different packs, that's what kind of gets me because you're paying for it over again. And, like, do I disagree that they should get some sort of a compensation? Yeah, but if you're going to do this, why not just make the single pack or whatever and make it the price that you want, knowing that you're going to be releasing characters, you know, and they could they could have easily released a character a month after that, just continuously. And the amount of hype through that, look at what um, Pokemon Sword and Shield do with the um, Dynamax raids. Every every month or so, or every two weeks or a month, or I don't know exactly what it is, they change what type of Dynamax Pokemon are in there. So it makes mm. you want to hop in the game and be like, let me see what they what they got to offer. And then they did the uh, cosmetically altered characters. So you've got like, if you had a Dynamax Snorlax and it was just a normal one, you would see him just kind of laying down on his back. And then they have another one that basically he's been lying on his back so long, he's got a tree growing out of him. So like, and, and they don't make you pay for that, which is which is awesome. And that's why I credit them big time for that. Yeah. Now see, I, I'm, I'm an older person. So I come from the generation of like, the original games that came out, like Super Nintendo, you know, all that. I wasn't old enough for the Atari. I wouldn't even play it if, if you handed me one. But as far as going up, <laughs> you know, I stopped, I stopped or took a break from gaming after after the PS2. And if you remember the PS2, there was no such thing as DLC. And all the games were super complete, and no. they hold up today. You got, yeah. we're, we're like, what, on the fifth generation of digital consoles and stuff? Yeah. Because you look PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation... I'm just going through PlayStation here. All the way up to PlayStation 5. And if you look at the games for the PS2, the roster, maybe the graphics aren't as great, but I can guarantee you the playability of all of those games will hold up to just about anything they're releasing nowadays. 
Yeah. It just depends on what you like. I mean, like I said, Resident Evil 4 was one of my big ones. I loved that game. I played it tremendously. Yeah. Um, so you're going for the PS5, right? That's what you said you were thinking about getting? Eventually, when there's more games out and more, like, more than I know down the pipe. Because, I mean, I got the Animal Crossing Switches, my Christmas present slash streaming investment. And I told myself, like, yeah, you don't need a PS5. You're getting a, and I'm already, I know I'm getting a lot of mileage out of my Switch. Now, so... I think the PlayStation company or whatever the development company was that they had a contract with made a large mistake in one game franchise that I know of that was part of my childhood that I absolutely adored. And it has that comic book edge to it because it has different characters that you can use. A game called Time Splitters. Uh, if you guys are commenting or doing anything on these podcasts, let me know if you've ever played Time Splitters 1, Time Splitters 2, Time Splitters Future Perfect. I feel like they should have continued that series into the PlayStation 3, into the PlayStation 4, and, and hopefully into the PlayStation 5. It was a legendary first-person shooter. It took its roots from uh, 007 Goldeneye for the yep. Nintendo 64. It was that that game blew everybody away. They took so long to that was actually, if you guys didn't know this, that was actually developed for the Super Nintendo. Goldeneye? Yes. They started developing it for the Super Nintendo. And then when the Nintendo 64 started to come out and they were they were testing and they were doing this, they actually gave uh, it was rare games, right? That made rare rare made Goldeneye, right. yep. And they they were cutting edge. They were the they were the people for Nintendo. They were like they were on top, you know, with the Donkey Kong series and all that. So they were one of the first to get the opportunity to use some of the Nintendo 64 software. And they had some stuff already worked out for 007, and they just started porting it over to 16-bit. And there's actually, like, a legendary YouTube video on all of this that's pretty cool. It's, like, the history of Rare or something like that. Mm. What a what a great video to watch. And it kind of covers, like, Killer Instinct and some of the other really banger games that they had. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. I mean, they, they were a really good. Well, and they're still around, country. too. They're still doing it. They're still doing it, yeah. I um, mean, they're just owned by Microsoft now. Yep. Um, the, I mean, I kind of died off with the, uh, Killer Instinct franchise when they brought it into like the Xbox 360, uh, the Xbox one, uh, the new gen of, uh, Killer Instinct, I think plays a little bit too fast for me, for my mm -hmm. liking, but mm -hmm. it's still a vivid, beautiful game. Like yeah. character design, everything just, just pops. And another, another game that kind of has like a comic book kind of lore. Each one of those characters has a backstory to them and they're, you know, I see that's the thing. Like, I love my comic books, don't get me wrong, but I really like fantasy. So you go into like anime, you're kind of like in and out with anime. I'm more of like the fantasy kind of guy. I like, you know, creatures and, you know, like, like the game you're oh, playing yeah. right now where you can capture creatures and have them on your squad and all that is to me. Yeah. Like, so that, that that's the gimmick of Sword in the Necromancer. It's like Hades where it's like all the rooms are like generated. You die, you start out. Back from scratch, but this twist is all the enemies you kill, you can res them back up, and essentially it's almost like Pokemon, where they're your squad, but then they can also die. If you die during each run, uh, you lose everything, even your experience, which kind of pisses me off because <laughs> I hate being sent back a, a ways. But then you can also store them in your inventory and take them out for future runs if you feel like. You don't want to risk losing such a high-ranked uh, monster that you beefed up while you were playing it. So uh, definitely, I would 
100% give it a shot if you're into Hades or any roguelike game like Transistor, Bastion. It, it, it's a dick thing. I'm probably going to play more on stream tonight. If not, then at least by myself. Because, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> and also, if there's any of you out there commenting, I'm trying to corrupt Mr. James here and get him into another game that's been out for a long, long time, and it's legendary. And if any of y'all have ever played it, y'all know what I'm talking about. So if you're commenting out there, give me a one for yes and give me a no, uh, two for no, okay? Terraria. James has never actually fully experienced Terraria. I let him play a little bit of it on my, my Switch, but he doesn't really know the full extent and the full power of the Terrarian world. Um, so, yeah, if you think he should get the game, give us a one. If you don't think he should get it, give us a two, because I'm, I'm very curious to see what his fans think about this, because, I mean, we're, we're kind of waiting for the game to go on sale. He's already kind of agreed to get it when it goes on sale. But I paid full price on two consoles and then, got it on sale on two other consoles. So um, I, maybe I'm a dumb, dumb for getting it on every console, but you know what? The game is just that good. Yeah. Um, I can see him doing and this. And then you're also trying to corrupt me into getting a goddamn Oculus, which is, well, I told you, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have anything against you waiting till black Friday. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Cyber Monday, black Friday. Um, I bought mine full price and I kind of got ripped off a little bit because the hard drive on it is only 64 gigabytes which, man, it's, there's flash drives out there bigger than that. Yeah. Um, but in essence, I do most of my stuff through my computer. I have a nice gaming computer, so that just doesn't really bother me at all. Um, if I just stop playing a game long enough, I'm just going to delete it and put a new one on there. Yeah. Um, but I bring it up here every once in a while, and I think James is kind of getting a little hooked on it. A little hooked. A little um, hooked. There's this Pokemon game on it that we're we were just trying to figure out, and I can't figure out how to catch Pokemon on there. What's Pokemon without catching Pokemon? It just it's it's weird. I don't know. It's crazy. You know what'd be cool too is they have this um, virtual chat on the Oculus, doing like a Comic Con through like virtual chat. That VR way. chat, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, you'd see people doing all kinds of crazy stuff on there because you can see your hands, you do crazy movements and stuff. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful thing. But let's get back into cosplay. Let's get back into the Marvel Universe and anything else. Or that... convention, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I mean, like, there's also, like, if you if you knew certain conventions and me, mainly, I don't think Rhode Island would be the con to be on the lookout for, but maybe conventions like New York Comic Con or PAX East, where they also have gaming developers come by and showcase their way to stuff. So, like, for me, that was huge because New York Comic Con would be convention. I got to play a demo of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, is that the one you did uh, Coffee Time to or Coffee Break, whatever it's called? Is that the same? Thing? Coffee Talk was um, packy. I can get that into that a little more, too. But um, so Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Actually, it came out uh, two years ago, two days ago. It was the 29th, the day after my birthday, was the second anniversary of the game. But I got to play it in 2018 at New York Comic Con through getting a ticket for the demo. That was a lot of fun. Uh, PAX East last year, the year Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, they had the game on display. They had the demo. I managed to play it twice by rushing over to the booth and getting a ticket. Like, you walked into my apartment, you probably have seen the tickets hanging on my uh, 
uh, convention picture frame. So, I mean, there could be some developers, if you knew that they were going to be at a certain con and they had a certain game, that you could just go out and test your luck in getting there early enough to then rush the convention doors and try to speed walk over. That's what I did. You speed know, walk over and get a ticket. You know, it's crazy. It's almost like drugs that give you a little taste. So, you know, you're gonna, they know you're going to buy it. <laughs> it's like one of those situations. It's crazy. Yeah. But in, in the same way, it's it's all lighthearted and kind and fun and stuff. That's the that's the scary part for me going to a Comic-Con is I have a, quite a bit of money at my disposal. And if I go there and I see something that's just like too good to pass up, it's going to be scary. I'm going to come home with no. a $2,000 item. My wife's going to be like, well, you better marry that because... <laughs> um, I spent about $1,000 at New York Comic-Con. It was the best $1,000 I've ever spent because I got a lot of shit. Well, geeky clothing, some exclusive cover variants of comic books that I followed, um, statues, mugs, keychains, pins, fucking pins, man. Yeah, you got a nice little collection going on there. A lot of those pins that you're looking at are from Disney World. I know, but still, I mean, like, I can only imagine if you got all of those, what you got from Comic-Con and stuff like that. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, I got my Comic-Con pins out some lanyard up in my room. Yeah, my family was not was totally okay with spending hundreds of dollars on pins. My dad got into it. My mom got into it. My brother got into it. To a point where we all got those little picture frames for all our pins. And we were just... God, I miss Disney World. As far as, far as having hobbies and, and all that fun stuff, man, it's, it's part of life. Like, like I said to you several times, it's like... Your quality of life is equivalent to a few different things, you know, how fulfilled you feel and what you're doing, how happy you feel about doing it, the type of food you put in your body, so on and so forth. And, you know, I don't think you personally will be able to live without some of this, as you call it, nerdy type of things. I don't, I don't really look at it as nerds. I just think of it as a counterculture. I mean, you got people out there that are goth. Or, and just, or just pop culture, yeah. Yeah, you got people out of there that are goth that are buying, like, you know, spiky necklaces and mascaras and all this other stuff. That's just what they do. That's what makes them happy. Yeah. Um, particularly for me, what makes me happy, at least in the job industry, is cooking. I love cooking for people and getting their reactions because you know if you feed somebody something that was just more delicious than whatever they've ever had, it's just kind of like a notch in your belt. You're just kind of like, yeah. And for you, for instance, when you go to Comic-Con or whatever and you you fit in like a glove or whatever, that's got to feel like cozy to you, like warm inside. You know, you got all this this extra family going on and the Comic-Con stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm not, yeah. So like, it's mainly just trying to see all my cosplay friends. Like we'll try to meet up if we can. Sometimes it's impossible or we just can never find a time to meet up. Um yeah, no, it's just going there. Like, um, yeah, so like I went to PAX East as media representing this show, which was a huge win for me as a content creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year? Yeah, it was the year before everything went to ship. Uh, and I just, I mean, media pass was good for the full weekend. So I just treated myself to a full weekend, all up in a hotel, all by myself. I had my laptop. I had my switch, so I was at least entertained a little bit. But you know, sometimes I went. I went down one night to the hotel lobby for their little restaurant that they had, with a somewhat overpriced dinner. But it was whatever. Hey, you know. What? Uh, 
gotta have something yeah so yeah I, I spoke with the coffee talk developers who were very sweet that they gave me like i showed you they gave me a freaking press kit with all the demos of their games they gave me coffee candy drops like candy drops that I guess you were stuck, you would suck on that were coffee flavored. They gave me fucking ground coffee, mm-hmm. which was fantastic because thank God my hotel room had a coffee machine, like an old fashioned coffee machine, no cake cups. I wasn't that bougie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't raspberry flavored coffee. God. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I am so hyped. I actually just got an update email from the company so there's this company that they they partnered up with the developers of coffee talk to develop a limited edition physical copy of a game with a bunch of extra goodies like a box a poster an art book trading cards all the whole thing and and like a physical version of like a switch cartridge i ordered this sucker back in april it is now finally coming out where they gave me an email update saying this will be shipped Late February, early March. I'm finally getting my goddamn hand on this thing. And it is going right there on my entertainment shelf. Right on the mantle. On Alongside the uh, vinyl that another company is making of the game music, which is just so perfect coffee cafe vibe music. So, uh, yeah, I got to, I got to talk with the... Uh, those expensive headphones that I showed you, I got to talk with the uh, company behind that because they were at Pack East to show off their um, because they were a well-known company for uh, audio engineering and recording headphones because my cousin is an audio engineer, and I guess he had read reviews from a very high prolific audio engineer like Legend or something about these headphones. So they were there at PAX East to debut their line of gaming headsets that they were just starting to come out with. So I listened to it. Like, I played a couple rounds of Counter-Strike with these headphones on. Ugh. Just Such everything. a crisp. So crisp. You could hear balls sliding around in their pants, huh? Probably. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, the stuff they come out with now is just crazy. Like, uh, you know, optional hearing and stuff. It's just noise-canceling. That's one thing my wife hates, too. When I used to wear my turtle beaches or whatever, she'd come in the house or whatever, I wouldn't hear her. And she'd start a whole conversation with me, expecting me to hear her. And then, like, I just feel the presence, and I look over, and she's looking at me like, did you hear anything I said? No? What? What's up? What? What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, no, I mean, like... I think some of the things that I'm excited for, I'm definitely going to try the Comic-Con thing. I just, like I said, I got to get my wife around it. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm really looking forward to the new Blade movie. I'm looking forward to whenever the hell they decide to release the Spawn movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those are my two big things. And then, like you said, the uh, Pokemon Snap's a big thing for me. I'm waiting for that. End um, of April. Yeah. It, it can't come sooner, man. I'm can't come you. sooner. It's absolutely obnoxious how long it's taking but there's there's not a whole lot you can do about it no you know i would love to be one of those what what do they call it when you uh are able to test the games for them a qa tester yeah where your job is to basically play the game but then also break it yeah to notice any bugs that they would need to patch up before the game comes out (coughs) cut cyberpunk if i was (laughs) yeah pretty much if i was getting paid to do that like oh yeah 
I would I would thoroughly enjoy that. I would make that my career. One of my best friends is he managed to get he finally and thank God for him that he was able to get his dream job of working for a gaming company. And uh, so far he's been having a blast, but he he is essentially working for Sony Santa Monica Studios, the studio responsible for God of War. Okay. Like the God of War reboot that came out, and now the upcoming God of War sequel called Ragnarok, he's working on that. That's pretty dope. So I'm excited, because I tried God of War for the first time, like late last year, the Black Friday thing. I loved it. I understand why so many people adored it. Yeah. And my, so I'm hyped for the sequel. <laughs> my former neighbor that lived down on the first floor with me, um, he was super into God of War, like playing it on the PS2. Like he borrowed my PS2 because it wouldn't run in his... And um, I didn't get my PS2 back for like three, four months. I wasn't <laughs> mad. It was all right. I, I was playing all the consoles at the time. But it was just funny because I'd come in there. I'd knock on his door. I'd be like, can I come in? He'd be like, yeah, but I'm playing this. Hold on. It's kind of like when he was watching Flash, man. It was the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want, what we can do is we can segue into what we discussed. Oh, by the way, we didn't, we didn't really get a chance to discuss this through technical difficulties. But... As far as we were talking earlier, um, we were thinking of doing a small little, short little quiz of testing each other's knowledge on Marvel. I might fumble on this because I'm more of a DC guy, but who knows? Like me being so involved with the MCU and all their stuff coming out. By the way, if you haven't been watching WandaVision, oh my God, it's so nutty. <laughs> I kind of love it. Uh, just a quick quick thing before we segue into that, uh, shout out to uh, my current uh, patrons over on my Patreon for this month. I have Kendall, uh, Nicole Marie Jean, Noah, Mink the Seder, and Coralia Jade. So thank you all for still supporting me on Patreon because I, I kind of feel like it's a dying platform in terms of what cosplayers are doing because a lot of cosplayers have been jumping ship over to OnlyFans to do like their cosplay work, their lewd sometimes nude modeling work because i mean patreon just been having so many issues and like constantly changing i don't know if they've walked back this latest chain but it hasn't been good for a lot of people if they're gonna implement it where um instead of so patreon would essentially uh charge you at the first of the month for all the people you're pledged to mm-hmm. and then like all the uh People that have their Patreon would usually expect like a, a giant sum of money on a specific date. What they were touting to try to do is instead uh, charge people on what would be dubbed as their anniversary day of subbing. So like say, so for me example, I'm subbed to like four people on their $1 tier. Mm-hmm. Now imagine, I was up to like 15 people, various different dates I showed up, or I pledged. And they just tack you on that anniversary date, and it's like... You get 15 charges, and people are like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I can some people it. might, and some patrons may see that as very odd, or not great, or... And they might come at you for it, thinking it's you, but it's actually the company that made the website that does it all, so yeah. I mean, your bank could probably come at you for that, depending if you're if you're especially subbing at high amounts for various different people. Oh yeah. So, I mean, some people have expressed on Twitter that like it'll destroy their Patreon, like their business model, because people have been so reliant on getting one lump sum on this specific day and not have it scattered around 
because usually that's when they would pay their rent or other bills. So I don't know if Patreon has walked back this statement, but I mean, a lot of people have been jumping ship to OnlyFans and it seems to be working for them. So good for them. Anyway, what we were touting to do is that Monkey has this little ultimate character guide for the Avengers. Updated and expanded. Dating, I don't know, 2019? Right. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to flip through the book and get to a random page. And our job is to, her knowing who the superhero is, try our best to figure out all of their superpowers according to the book. So say I flip through, and we're just going to use this one as an example here, uh, Jarvis. Now, this one's kind of like a jokey kind of thing or whatever, but um, what it says for his powers is Jarvis is a former boxing champion and a pilot. He is resourceful and calm under pressure, making him ideal person to dispense advice. His organization and management skills are highly useful. Jarvis is also a world authority on removing otherworldly stains from furniture and carpets. Now, obviously... You know, he's not going to get... Other world we stained? What the fuck is Tony doing? Is he getting I, stuff on... Right? The, the scrolls Island? Yeah. I, I don't... What's his What's his wife squirting out is what I'm wondering. But, uh... <laughs> damn, Cherry, what's going on there? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so we're just going to open up to a random page. We're going to blurt out the uh, superhero. And we're going to do our best to just kind of figure out what their superpowers are and we'll see how many we can get and whether or not we're like full on right half right there's really no points there's no rewards there's no credits it's just kind of a fun little game and uh let's rock paper scissors shoot to see who starts first rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot oh this could take a while rock paper scissors shoot got me all right so you get to go first quiz me so I give you the superhero name, and you try to get their powers. Yep. That's the thing. All right. I need to... Just, La, da, da, da. Yep. Just flip through, stop somewhere, and then I got to deal with one or two of those people. All right. Let's see. Oh, I could do even better. In addition to getting their powers, try to see if they're a hero or a villain. Okay, let me take a quick glimpse of this character. Oh, by the way, I haven't fully read through this book, so I don't have any particular advantage on this in this competition. Okay. Songbird. Okay, she's a hero. As far as I no. can remember. No. She was once the villain known as Screaming Minnie. Okay. Helping the Masters of Evil fight the Avengers. Later joined Baron Zemo's Thunderbolt as Songbird. Soon turned against him, wishing to fight for justice instead. So villain turned hero. Okay, so... What are her powers? I would imagine she has some sort of a supersonic voice that probably allows her to fly as well through sonically. Uh... What else? She's probably a fighter. She probably can fight. Um, probably deafen people. Probably like stun them or something too. If, if she's a screamer. Cybernetically enhanced vocal cords, so kind of like Black Canary, allows her to produce sonic blasts that can function as weapons. 
that way they're able to influence those around her. And she can fly because she has sonic wings. So I'm pretty darn close. You're close. To You're damn close. Not bad. Not bad. All right. All right. Let's, let's see what I, if I can get you here, James. Like I said, I'm just going to open it somewhere random. Oh, I think we've seen this guy before. I get to pick one or two of these pages. So. Well, if he was from Texas, then we've probably seen him before. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um. We'll do one that's a little bit easier, I think, because he's been displayed in the universe before. All right, so I'm going to ask you this person's real name. And this is this one you might oh. be able to get because we've seen this page. His superhero or villain name, because we've got to figure that out too, is Manate. Do you know what well, his we real name is? No. He was from one of the movies where the main character has now passed away. Oh, is he from Black Panther? Is he a Black Panther villain? Okay, yeah. Well, it depends on, you know, the, the way the movie went or whatever. Oh, anti Who do you think is Manate then out of that movie? What do you mean? Like, who's Manate? It's a character from Black Panther, you're correct, but. What's his name? Oh, wait. Isn't this M'Baku? Yes, M'Baku. And his occupation is a mercenary. He is from Wakanda. He is 7 feet tall, 355 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair. Now, is he a good guy or a bad guy based upon this book? Now, I know in the movie he was kind of like an anti-hero. But... I'd say like a rival? Good guy? Anti-hero? Um, from yeah, because he was sort of like a rival in Black Panther, but then turned good. See, in this, just to protect Wakanda. In in this book, I think uh, Man Ape is still in the phase where he does not like Black Panther. So I'm gonna go on a limb here and say he's a little bit of both. He's got potential to be good again, but he's not good in this book as Man Ape. Yeah, this was actually the first time I didn't realize Mbaku was. I figured he was a character, but I didn't realize he was a prominent villain, so to speak. Or He is uh, allies with Grim Reaper and the Masters of Evil. Oh, okay. His foes are Black Panther, Avengers, and Henry Peter Gr uh, Girich. Um, okay. So his superpowers are... Dot, 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 uh, strength. Mm -hmm. He's a good martial artist. He's got enhanced strength. Speed. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Pretty much. He's got uh, superhuman strength, speed, stamina, resistance to injury. His powers were gained from eating the flesh and bathing in the blood of the sacred white gorilla. And oh, yeah, his fighting abilities were based on those of a gorilla. Okay. He's trying to give me hard ones. Look at this over here. He's like, mm, he probably well, knows could. these guys. Oh, that could be interesting. Oh, great. I'm in for it now, guys. Is it, is it a person from Texas? No, no, he's not. <laughs> That's an inside joke we have from this book. 
Um, okay. Red Guardian. Ooh. Oh, with the name like Guardian, it sounds like he's gonna be a hero. Um, Fun fact: He will soon be in the MCU. That's pretty cool. Um, can you tell me uh, where he's from? Like his origin, his place. Moscow. Moscow. Hmm. I think he's a hero from Russia. Then. Um, probably, if I had to guess, similar to Captain America, but for Russia. I'm not positive, but there's a lot of uh, Marvel characters that were like that. Yeah. Does he own a shield? Yes. Was he genetically altered? So then he, if I had the yes, case, yeah, he has pretty much all the same powers as he Russia's answer to Captain America. Right. He's yeah. friends with Black Widow. Okay. He's going to be in the Black Widow movie, played by the actor who is a Hopper in Stranger Things. So he's one of the he's one of the homies. Um, Highly trained. He fought the Avengers alongside the Chinese agent Colonel Ling. Hmm. What the? Oh, he was married to Black Widow. Oh, huh. he was getting it in. He apparently died saving the life of his wife, Black Widow, when Ling tried to shoot her because she had betrayed communism. Huh. Pretty sketchy. So, he yeah. returned later to try to take her back to Russia on charges of treason. He was stopped by the widow's Avengers allies. So basically a superpower, super speed. He's military trained. You know, he can fight. He's got strength. He's probably has got damage resistance. All of that fun stuff. Exceptional athletic abilities and is a highly skilled martial artist trained by the former Soviet state, the KGB, in espionage techniques and advanced hand-to-hand combat. Allies legit are called the Soviet super soldiers. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Yeah, he really is, too. He got a star on his chest and everything. That's yep. crazy. He's got a shield. Doesn't show you the front he's of the shield. The motherland. I wonder if he's got a star on the shield or if he's. No, he does. Oh, yeah, huh? He's got the whole. All right, that makes sense. All right, let's see if I can pull something off. Here. God, when the hell is Black Widow coming out? That's a good question. It was supposed to be last year. But then I don't, I don't know if, if – what movie did they say they were going to release on Premier Access, which is kind of stupid? So we've got two people with very similar names. I think I'm going to do a two-for-one here because, they, like I said, the similarity between their names. We've seen this page when we were looking through the book before. Oh, no. We kind of caught a little chuckle off of it. Um, is this the guy from Texas? Uh, no, one of those from New York City, though. Oh, okay. So, the first one we're gonna do is Graviton, 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 whatever. Graviton, okay. It says, When an accident gave researcher Franklin Hall control over gravity, I was gonna get control took, over gravity. Yep, he took on the name of Graviton. And impersonated his fellow researchers. Oh, imprisoned his fellow researchers. Okay, so he's a bad guy. Maybe. The Avengers stopped him, so yeah. 
and banished him to an alternate dimension. Oh, God. But he kept returning with new plans for a world conquest. Eventually, aliens followed Graviton to Earth from the dimension in which he had been trapped, and he seemingly died trying to stop their invasion. However, he's recently been seen battling the Avengers again. So essentially, he's the one who wants to take over Earth. He's like, aliens, you ain't taking over. I got this. (laughs) And he stopped the aliens. Okay. So it kind of gave you a little bit of a, a cliff note on there or whatever. He's a researcher, a criminal. He's a got a mobile base so he doesn't really live anywhere he's homeless um six foot one 200 pounds with blue gray eyes and black hair now we know one of his things is the ability to control gravity but what does this allow him to do and how does he use it so he can manipulate gravity couldn't he make things fly up in the air Mm -hmm. or ground them Yep. To make them immobile? Yeah. Uh, maybe he'd got a decent build, so he's strong. Gives him a good speed rating. Durability rating. Huh. Is he good with weapons, maybe? I don't know. So this, the only thing that you missed were the ability to generate force fields and shockwaves. Kind of wouldn't have Oh, that makes it. sense. But, you know, just considering being able to manipulate gravity, you'd probably be able to do some some sort of plasma-type stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then, here's the second page. Gravity. Not Graviton. Not to be confused. Gravity. He's a high school student. His name is Greg Willis. He's from New York. He is 5'10", 175 pounds, uh, blue eyes, black hair. Um, so is he a... Villain, or do you think he is think a, a good guy? He would probably be a good guy. Okay, you're correct. His allies, because I'm going to try to give you as many clues so you can get his superpowers. Uh, his allies are Frank Pym, Wasp, Firebird, and the Avengers. He does not like Black Death or The Stranger. Okay, um, his ratings are Energy Projection 3, Strength 3, Durability 2, Fighting skill two, intelligence two, and speed two. Um, let's see what I can read without giving it away. So yeah, apparently he was in the midst of a freak windstorm while he was on vacation, and it gave him his powers. He was late to thought he was thought, <laughs> he was later thought to be dead while saving some other heroes. Um, he had a fallout with Norman Osborn. Ah. So, yeah, gravity. Let's see what his powers are. Well, this one's going to mess with you because if you think in gravity, it's kind of not that. Maybe he his powers from a freak weather accident. Maybe some weather powers? Surprisingly, not really. Um, Did he get super speed? Surprisingly not. Well, he kind of does, but... Can he manipulate molecules? Because if his friends are Hank, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, can he change the size of himself? So, I'll give you um, uh, another... This this will help you. I'll give you part of his powers. He possesses a second skin of Gravitons that he can use to... 
drag things towards him, mm-hmm. pull things in. He can affect the speed in which objects move with a touch. So if he just like touched this table, it would go as far as he really kind of wanted it to, right. and as fast as he wanted to with no effort. Um, which this stuff also increases his strength and allows him to fly. There he is. Oh. So, it's pretty cool. Oh, Graviton. He looks like Doctor Strange. Doesn't he? He looks like some, some like, <laughs> from Japan kind of Doctor Strange stuff. Right. Let me... Dude, I swear the next couple people you do on your podcast, you're just going to have to pull this book out. This is actually a fun game. Because I bet that if there's any viewers out there that know about these guys or whatever, they're probably in their cars or wherever they're listening. Now it is. It's just auto... My laptop does that, like auto sets the brightness level based on. Okay. Um, So this guy, he was in the MCU. Purple Man. Purple Man? Yeah. That's literally his name? That's his name. Well, my son's favorite color is purple, so I probably like that guy. Um, Well, if you're purple, you probably are somewhat of a happy person, so I'm going to guess maybe a hero. Nope. Okay, so he's purple because he's mad. Um, <laughs> While on a mission, spy Zebediah Kilgrave found himself covered from head to foot in an experimental liquid nerve gas. Skin turned purple, began calling himself the Purple Man, and barked on a life of crime. Huh, okay. So, if I had to guess... He, he eventually probably... started to run a Las Vegas casino while trying to establish a criminal empire. Oh, good for him. So I'm going to guess that this altered him in a way that he can manipulate his body in certain types of ways. Um, I just had a thought in my head with him, but I don't know. Um, he was, seemed to have had military training from what you said, so he's probably got good fighting skills, probably strength. And, not, not really, but no. I mean... Is he more of an energy projectile kind of guy or just more or less projectile in general? Apparently, and this wasn't shown in the show that he was in. Okay, so he can he can. You want to keep guessing? Well, I think he shoots blasts at people. Um, I'm sure he's probably pretty maniacal, so he's probably intelligence. That's that's all I got for you. With his ionic power, he has superhuman strength, speed, and resistance to injury. He can fly and project laser beams from his eyes. His main thing, he can control people to make them do what he wants. So, so like, essentially, he was the main bad guy in the first scene that Jessica Jones his main thing is that he convinced Jessica Jones to have sex with him. So he essentially raped her. 
he was in that show he was played by David Tennant, huh. one of the former doctors on Doctor Who. That's got to be an interesting ability, but it's got to make you feel horrible. He wasn't. He not. wasn't. He and his skin wasn't purple, but uh, he always wore a purple suit. Okay, so they kind of so, worked walk, uh, worked his way around that. Let me see what it looks like. He is legit. But it shows it was purple here, though. I guess they didn't know how to translate that into the show, so they just said, "You know what? Whatever." <laughs> purple suit. Um, all right, so we'll do. We'll do. You started. With me, so we'll make this the last one, so we can wrap up this beautiful podcast we got going here and uh, save it for another episode because I think this is going to happen again. This is this went super well. Um, all right, this is an easy one. I know he'll probably get this because this is probably one of his favorite kind of things here. Um, actually, both people on this page are pretty good. Um, there is a awesome person named. Or thing named Lockjaw. I know who he is based on the fact that he was kind of in in the uh, Marvel universe already. He is six foot eight, one thousand two hundred forty pounds. He's an Attilian. Uh, he's an adventurer, and he does not have a real name. They don't. They don't have a real name for him. So my question so I is, think is he good or bad? He's good. Okay. He's part of the Eternals? Because mm -hmm. they're doing it's Eternal because they're making a movie called The Inhuman based off the Inhuman. He's a dog. Okay, yep. And his allies are Black Bolt, Zabu, Red Wing, Lockheed. And he does not like Doctor Doom or Thanos. So now what we pretty much have for the well, I'll read his introduction. Lockjaw is an inhuman dog-like creature with powers blank. He helped the inhumans locate their leader, Black Bolt, when Black Bolt was kidnapped by the scrolls. He is extremely protective of his friends, Lockjaw's blank. Oh, so maybe he is an he, he totally maybe he'll be in the inhuman movie that they're making. So it says defeating Thanos along the way. So apparently he kicked Thanos' ass. So let's see what he's got for powers. Got any guesses? Super strength. Maybe super speed. He's got a powerful jaw. Resistant to bullets. You know what's funny? <laughs> Is you would think all of these things about him because he's freaking almost a ton. But to be honest with you, his... His uh, powers are pretty straightforward, but they're not what you would think they are. Let me know if you want to keep guessing or if you would like me to explain. He's got psychic abilities? I don't know. Kind of. Lockjaw has exceptional physical strength, which which, is, which you covered. Yeah. I didn't deny. And can teleport himself across space and parallel dimensions. When teleporting, he can take up to 12 others who touch him along for the ride. So he's a teleporter, but a very powerful teleporter. Yep, yep, that's him. He's a dog. <laughs> well, as far as everything goes, I've enjoyed the podcast life. This is my first podcast ever. I am a podcast virgin as long as well as a Comic-Con virgin. Um, but now I can say my cherry has been popped. Thank you, James. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is, a little, this is different, but I mean, 
I wanted to keep episodes flowing out this year and not have them uh, scattered out as they kind of were in like some parts of 2020 due to COVID. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be annoying and asking other girls to come on, like uh, Cosplayers, Oki Cosby. I wanted to get um, Holly Wolf in for another episode. Other Cosplayers, like uh, Vanity Fox, uh, Daniel Ballou, eventually. But, uh, yeah, no, this was fun. Uh, if you guys want to keep up with my stuff, uh, you can check out my Patreon and pledge to it if you so choose. Um I mean, I don't know when I'll be... Okay, no, I told myself to start uh, writing blog posts again when the convention season starts up again. So that takes one thing off my plate as I focus on making this show better and streaming. So you can catch me on stream on Twitch at Blue Lightning Cost, um, where I mainly stream on the weekends now, um, either one or twice a day. And, uh, Monkey, if they want to go follow your shenanigans, where do they go? Uh, at the moment, my channel is not very active, so I'm not going to bother you with trying to follow me. But like I said, I will return triumphant and uh, annoying as ever. Um, but, yes, the, the next time I come on here, hopefully I've been streaming for a little while, and I will give you guys all of my information. Uh, right now, currently... If you want to, if there's ever a chance I possibly stream in the near future, considering I work and I have my child on the weekends, uh, it is Monkey God Elite. Uh, I think there's an 89 at the end. I don't know if I put it there. It might just be Monkey God Elite. And Monkey is spelled M-U-N-K-Y. Everything else is all one word, same spelling as you would normally spell it in the dictionary. Um, I have had a great time here. Uh, Good. I hope you guys tuned in and... Uh, Got something out of this. Yeah, I hope you guys had fun and learning what it's like for a newcomer to the convention team that hopefully wants to jump in and experience that con life that I've grown accustomed to, along with so many others. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. I'm hopefully going to try to get in touch with some of the other people that I just mentioned for another episode. And, uh, yeah, I will uh, catch you guys later. Hopefully you got a beautiful day. Yeah. Bye.